for some people, they are so attached to their pain, so attached to their trauma, that it's not necessarily um, bearing it that that scares them. What scares them is how do they live without it? Yeah. Right? It's like so many people find their identity in their pain. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners, fans, subscribers, and friends. We talk about a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, societal, and cultural perspective. We believe that in tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. So subscribe to our channel, rate, review, and let us empower you. What's up, friends? If you're anything like me, you realize that eating healthy meals supercharges your productivity and gives you a clear mind so that you can solve more problems at work or in your business. Smile More Meal Prep Service lets you choose from a variety of healthy food options that will fit your dietary needs while putting a smile on your face so you can stop stressing about eating healthy throughout the week and buying lunches because Smile More Meal Prep has got your back. And if you use the promo code EMPOWER, you'll receive 15% off your order so click the link in the show notes order your healthy delicious meals relax and smile more hello 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 welcome to empower you podcast my name is kibway cooper i'm so excited that you are here today we're going to be doing something a little bit differently haven't done this in a while we will be doing guest reflections uh today and for the first guest reflection uh, back in a while is a very, very good friend of mine, Danielle Anderson. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then we'll bring her up and she's going to tell us about herself and the episode that we're going to be reflecting on, as well as some of her uh, incredible takeaways. Um, so Danielle Anderson and I have known each other for a while. Um, she is an incredible human being. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a practitioner of Kundalini yoga. Um, she is an astrologer of the most epic proportions and can tell you things about yourself that you just never even connected before. Um, she's just an incredible lady, incredibly talented, incredibly compassionate, and her perspective on things um, is one that I truly uh, admire and respect and so i'm really excited to have her on the show so everybody uh this is my friend danielle anderson for our guest reflection danielle how you doing good how are you i'm good i'm good i'm so glad that you are here it's uh it's really special i'm super glad that you're on here with me i am super super thrilled to have been invited so Thank you. Yeah. Missions mean a lot to me. So thank you. I did a lot of driving, um, as always, during the holidays. So it's nice to actually be back at my house um, and to not feel like the pressure to do anything but show up for myself. Yeah. Uh, I love being around family and it was really, really restorative. I also love um, to just be in my own space. That's also really helpful for me, too. 
And so um, it's nice to be able to do both this holiday and be able to do some awesome podcasting, which I absolutely love podcasting. So no. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a treat for me, you yes, know? know, like You're so good at it. And I'm <laughs> thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Danielle. Um, and tell us about the interview that you'll be talking about today. So I am, where do I begin? Um, I am first and foremost, an investigator of, sis, of systems. I have been an investigator of systems since I was nine or 10 years old. Um, systems as, as it applies to philosophy and the human experience. Um, I am an intuitive. I see energy, I see subtle energy. So I, you know, and I'll branch into Samaj's uh, um, take on this. I so loved listening to that podcast. Um, the reason that I chose his podcast specifically is twofold. Um, one, Samaj and I have been trying to get together for a few months now. Um, and it hasn't worked out time-wise, but he is, as I mentioned to you, invitations are important to me. And he has extended multiple inv invitations to me to connect. And I know that we're meant to connect and timing has not worked thus far, but timing is important. Um, and so in a way I felt like if I was going to reflect on something that someone else had shared, I feel a bit of an invitation from him, if that makes sense to you. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. To be able to speak into what I perceive that yeah. he, about what he's putting out. So there are so many similarities between his story and mine. So many similarities in what we do and how we move through the world. I so enjoyed listening to him um, and having that window. We both work in energy. And as he said, everything is energy. Um, we both work, I would say, more in subtle energy. So every, we are energy, right? We are uh, more dense. Anything solid is energy that is just dense enough to be material. Mm, and then you okay. have variance that gets more and more subtle. Um, and so I love listening to his, the way he works with energy. Um, I am able to see the energetics at play in people's lives. Um, I can see the connection between seemingly unconnected things um but mm. i need to have an invitation in order to speak that out right so oftentimes i'm keeping it to myself so that's why the invitation is important to me um i also chose this episode specifically because the concept of death and burying the dead is so i'm so intimate with that concept um it's such a large theme of my life and has been for quite a long time um, so it, it, you know, I've listened to the episode a couple of times now, such a pleasure to listen to. I wrote down a few things, um, that I just, to jog my memory when we're actually face to face with each other, but, um, so many different directions we can go with this. I, um, have studied deeply and practiced deeply the, what we would call esoteric branches of various different spiritual traditions. Um, esoteric would be the um, empowering aspect of spiritual traditions. What is often hidden and reserved for just um, the elite. And then exoteric is what you would consider to be the religion for the masses, which is often 
in its inception designed as more of a control mechanism. Um, so the esoteric uh, aspect of the various different spiritual traditions is often very, very similar from one to the other. And one of the things that I have um, loved exploring is the idea of God as an acronym. So G-O-D, generating, organizing, destroying. There's the generative principle, there's the organizing principle, and there's the destruction principle. And that is creation. And it's ever moving, ever evolving, it's circular. And each phase of the cycle begets the next over and over and over again. And so the destructive principle is often one that especially in Western culture, we have lost the embracing of, and that's death. And I know you guys talked about in the episode, you talked about, you know, um, the dying of aspects of ourselves. And um, I love listening to you bringing that into the awareness of the people that listen to your podcast and of Samaj's take on that. Because um, a few years ago, I decided that that was what I'm gonna do. I was going to, there's a, a Hindu deity um, named Kalima, Kalima, goddess, goddess, okay? Um, and, and with these deities, they're more representative of different energies that are inside of us rather than something outside of us, okay? Um, and I worked with her to uncover the things within me that needed to die. And that was a painful, very long process over the course of a few years. And so I'm intimately involved with the idea of embracing death within oneself. Um, stop me at any point if you if I if I'm just going on too much. I am <laughs> no, I am like completely zoned in right now. But death begets birth. Okay. You cannot birth something without first having a death. Mm -hmm. And um, the death process and the birth process, the place where they meet, whether we're talking about an acorn going into the ground and becoming a tree, or whether we're talking about a baby being put in the womb of a mother, or whether we're talking about an aspect of the self that we need, the not self, I would say, is what needs to die off, or some people would refer to it as ego. Okay, mm. that happens in the dark. It happens in the dark. It happens underground. It happens in the human mind, in the unconscious aspect of the human mind. Okay, so uh, there was a, a Bible verse that Samaj shared. For me, one of the most powerful things in the Bible was don't be conformed to the ways of the world. Be transformed by renewing your mind. That I wrote down, be transformed by renewing your mind. Yeah. There's so many layers to that. Um, 
we so often correlate mind to just what we're thinking, conscious, and not the conscious mind. What I'm interested in is what's going on with the subconscious mind. That is the, the conscious mind is the masculine aspect of our mind. The subconscious mind is the feminine aspect of our mind. It's in the tissues of our body. It's earth, okay? Life is born from the subconscious mind. We manifest from the subconscious mind because that's where birth happens, in the dark, in the subconscious. We have to, but what, and and another thing that Samaj was talking about that I wanna draw in here, we're burying our children alive. You wanna talk about burying. We're burying who they are meant to be alive under layers of conditioning that they will one day, if they want to be able to express who they are really meant to be in this world, they will have to go through the painful process. We all, they either will or they won't ever live to their fullest expression of their DNA or who they're meant to be. They will have to go through the painful process of digging up the aspects of conditioning that they received as children from well-meaning adults. I've done it. I have five daughters. Lord, have I conditioned them. I'm working hard not to do it now, but I see it all around me. And then, so the process of unconditioning, of deconditioning is painful, but you have to dig that stuff up and give it a proper burial, a proper burial to uncover the child that was within you, that's who you really are, that was buried long ago. Okay, can I can I can I stop you? Please stop me. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. There's so much um, that you said that I'm like trying very hard to process. Um. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. Please do. So the first thing that you said was that. Each cycle of G-O-D, generating, organizing, and destroying, begets the next cycle. That is really very, um, that's almost palpable for me right now, because I think it's so profound and exactly correct and I don't think that we I don't think I generally think of God in that format is that there's something that's created in you something that has to get prioritized and I can even you know when I think of organization I think of prioritization because you have to figure out what's the most valuable thing or most thing that um, allows you to facilitate your purpose. Mm-hmm. So 
that organization has to happen and then the death of whatever it is that's on the bottom shelf probably which then makes more room for more generation yeah which also needs to be organized so it's just that was a lot and now i'm like my wheels are turning another thing you said which was I think really helpful for me, even when you said it, was that there are parts of the unself that have to be let go of, that have to die, that have to be buried. Um, I generally think of the things that I struggle with as part of me that aren't really great, and so I have to. And when you said that, it just made me think, maybe they're not part of me, maybe it's just, something else that came with it that you don't need for everything it's not a part of the whole self you called it the unself or ego and both of those are very interesting terms to use when you're talking about something that you're trying to overcome or bury or release from your consciousness um and then the third thing that you said was that I'm trying to remember it you said no 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 it was was so much Um, you talked about I want to say you said the esoteric part of esoteric Mm -hmm. esoteric part of belief systems Mm -hmm. and how those are often only reserved for Um, the elite or the people who are not selected for control at least in their inception yeah that was the design in the inception of the belief systems yeah okay can you talk to me a little bit about those three points just yeah can i go to the middle one first sure sure. okay so um So when we think of aspects of the not self, when I work with people, I am working on deconditioning of the subconscious. I am working on decon, I am working on reprogramming of the subconscious. Okay. How is the subconscious mind built? The subconscious mind is a amalgamation of every thought that we've repeated over and over and over again, every experience that we have, every trauma that we have gone through, the DNA of our ancestors. So also their traumas that were still held in their DNA. Okay. And the one thing that is the most beneficial to focus on is any emotion that or energy that we have resisted allowing space for. Can you say that again? The subconscious is largely, it holds within it. And again, the subconscious, we think mind up here, uh uh-uh, subconscious is, it's every part of us. It's in every tissue of our bodies, okay? It holds within it 
every energy and emotion that we do not, that we resist allowing the space for. Ah, uh, I didn't like that. So I didn't like that. I know. So, but here's the here's the thing. So this is why our triggers, our triggers are our signs as to where our work lies. Okay. okay. Um, as within, so without. As without, so within. You've heard of this, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. My experience, a few years ago, I decided my experience out here is a reflection of whatever is inside of me. And if there's something I don't like in this experience, my own, it can't be there if it doesn't resonate with something inside of me. It can't. My subconscious is creating my experience. Yeah. Okay. I believe that for so, sure. My only job is that if there's something out here that I don't like, if this person is saying something to me and it's causing me to feel really uncomfortable in some way, angry, uh, shame, whatever it might be, right? Sadness. My only job is to go into that feeling that I don't want to feel. <laughs> and that's what I mean by we need to dig up. And I love Samaj was talking about dig up. We need to dig up what we have buried. And what we have buried in our subconscious is the stuff that when we were a kid, you know, I watch it happening all around me. You know, mom and dad haven't learned how to sit with their own pain, their own discomfort. And so seeing their child sad, this overwhelming emotion that is actually beautiful, even when it's sadness, it's too much. Like we can't, as, as adults that haven't learned how to sit with our own, we can't handle the child feeling that kind of strong emotion. And so we say, no, let me fix it for you. Let me make that go away. Whatever it is, you know, so there's a whole variance of like, there's awful like tra traumatic ways that parents do it. It's all traumatic ways, right? It's all at its core, not allowing the child to be who they are, even though it's not intentionally that. Conditioning begets conditioning. And it's just until we start really turning the lens within, we're just gonna keep the, we're not gonna get off the hamster wheel. We can't, it, our, our children won't be able to get off the hamster wheel. It starts with us. And I decided, like I said, a few years ago, I was looking at my kids and we were in a bad situation. I mean, bad, I, you know, we've gone through a lot. Five daughters, as you know. My only job is to fix myself because I know wherever I am not fixed, wherever I am still carrying around conditioning and triggers and reactivity, I am harming them. Mm. Mm. This is a, this is a lot. This is, this is, so for any of you all listening, take your time <laughs> because this is a lot. These are, um, that's one of the things that I really appreciate uh, about Danielle is 
the fact that she investigates very difficult emotional conscious subconscious spaces and so she then can articulate ways that she has found solutions and things that we can do i can do you can do that don't require any extra whatever that can really help you start to create more room in your life for the things that you want and the things that are really you and not just your reactivity and so if you're feeling somewhat overwhelmed it's okay me too just let it wash over you because the parts that are for you will start to stick and the other things will just start to continue to come up as they become applicable to you and your awareness changes so don't think you gotta gulp everything up that's not the point just kind of let it wash over you certain things are going to start to stick um this is so amazing danielle i you know i have my own problems right i got my own um subconscious narratives that i've been really diligently working on especially this last several weeks because there are there are some quantum leaps i want to see that i believe i deserve in my life and so i've made some different moves and i'm learning to reprogram who it is i think that i am right my entire everything and so in so doing i'm learning that right i'm learning that most of what i feel like is my reality is just the narratives and the thoughts that i have about myself expressed and so because i am a doer and you know this like i'm i will execute um but you have to do so from a point from a place of of self-awareness of self-knowledge of self-love and those are the areas that i struggle in because i don't want to take the time to dig up everything that i don't want to see i feel like i saw it once it sucked i put it in the ground put dirt over it we're good but i don't know that that especially as a man and the more i do work uh on myself as a man as a black man i realize that there are so many more bonds so much more capability i have to form relationship to form intimacy and more times than not i'll do that with things that hurt me because i know that's a finite state of being and it can't change and become something different that attacks me again does that make sense totally i so um you know i had a struggle with alcohol and um i know now in hindsight it was because whatever is whatever when we are living life buried alive and that's what i call it and everyone is so there's nothing to feel guilt or shame about every human being if they are on this planet in some aspect or another is living life buried alive and we've got to dig our way out okay um i was avoiding feeling pain and using alcohol to do it you know i seven years ago i 
was left by my ex-husband with five kids under 12. And we lived in Brooklyn, New York. And I was on the other side of the country in a little teeny tiny apartment. I had not, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was shattered. I was, I lived a couple of years in a state of trauma. And I, you know, substance abuse, any kind of addiction, it's a symptom. It's always a symptom. Um, it's because the pain, the underlying pain, unaddressed pain is so big that we wanna escape it. But what I learned is, and I've been sober for over three years, completely sober, the only way out is through. The only way out is through. And the lie that we believe is that we can't handle feeling the pain in its fullest, that it's too big, that it will consume us. And what I can tell you is that it will not consume you to go into the places within yourself that are scary to go. The fear is worse than the pain itself. The fear is worse. And the reason that the fear is so bad is because we watched everyone we loved growing up being afraid of their own pain, of their own sadness, you know? And so the fear is just generation, 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 generation. It's like so big until we just start being gently just, oh, there's a trigger. You know what? I'm not gonna open my mouth right now. I'm gonna go home when I can. And I'm gonna sit wherever is the space in my house that I feel the most safe, the most comforted. If we have, if we're lucky enough to have a space like that, because so much of humanity does not. And I am going to open that up, that feeling. And I'm gonna ask whoever you wanna ask. You wanna ask the universe? You wanna ask your own subconscious? You wanna ask Jesus? Whoever is meaningful to you, I'm gonna go home and I am gonna ask what is under this? Why does this feel so bad? Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. I want to take a second and tell you about a service I've been using that has literally changed my life. Akita Ricks, the founder of SawyerScore.com, helped me erase negative items on my credit score, provided me a clear path to improving my credit, and raised my score by 100 points in the first 90 days. Like, whoa. The best part about all of this is all I had to do was follow instructions. Now, if you're like me and you need a credit bestie, you need to click the link below and schedule your absolutely free discovery call today. Tell them Kidboy sent you. Show me what this is connected to. And things will pop up. And the, the way through, and this is the tricky part, is to feel what you don't want to feel fully, to surrender to it, and to not attach a mental storyline to it.
because the mental storyline is resistance. So you just surrender to the feeling and it sucks and you might cry and you might, you know, all these things, but then you know what? It lifts and it's in increments and you start over time being able to be in situations that used to give you anxiety and all of a sudden they don't anymore. Like, and it's slow, you know? But it has to be slow because if we did it all at once, it would overwhelm our being. We would, our nervous system wouldn't handle it. You know, wouldn't be able to handle it. So you do it in increments. You do it little by little. That's, you unbury your true self little by little, compassionately with empathy. And you think about the child that you were and you think about the, you know, you, you feel into that space if you can. Yeah. One of the things that I'm noticing you're saying is that, you know, we intellectualize our spirituality. We intellectualize our ability or inability to deal with complex emotions um, based off of the places that our physical body has been already, not based off of the capabilities of our actual being. And that for me being uh you know and you guys who listen to the podcast you guys know like i'm a thinker i'm a talker uh, i like to ask questions i'm incessantly curious um you know i and so i often try to intellectualize what my next step is intellectualize what i feel like my intuition is telling me intellectualize what i feel like my emotions are telling me or not telling me or responding to or not responding to the way I want them to and so I just tell myself stories in order to try to make that make sense and what I've been working on here lately is not making it make sense is allowing it not to make sense and doing it anyway is allowing it to look crazy to my you know child self to the mm -hmm. self that was raised making safe decisions because safe equaled godly because safe equaled acceptable because safe equaled non-threatening you know because safe equaled whatever all these stories i've been told and believed about what safety looks like but the reality that i'm realizing is that everything is a risk well and that's even full safety that's full circle to the exoteric esoteric conversation Right. So, and it's also Kibwe. Um, again, there's never anything in the process. Shame is always a lie. Always. It's not true, ever. ever. Shame is always a lie. Yeah. Tell me about that a little bit. So, more. I want to talk about how you were saying that you always intellectualize everything. Mm -hmm. That was my, that's one of the things that I have had to dig up within myself as well. Because that was my conditioning. My conditioning was uh, the God of the intellect, right? And what that is at its root, and in our society, it's really, really hard not, not to have, everybody is conditioned that way in some regard because it's a masculine-feminine imbalance. 
It's a masculine feminine imbalance. Intellect is masculine. It's, it's the air element. Intellect is the air element. The air element is masculine. Intuition is a female. It's earth, okay? And we have an imbalance in our culture. And I know that there's differences between your culture and my culture, but we both live in the West, right? Mm -hmm. We find right. ourselves in the West trying to navigate our differences and our own inner authority. And inner authority does not come from the conscious mind. The conscious mind is a tool. Our inner authority is felt in our bodies, okay? And the thing is, is that our our patriarchal, exoteric religions cut out the feminine aspect of divinity, of spirituality, in its very early inception. Is that intentional? Um, Did we demonize feminine energy? So it's energy not now. When I that's why I said. Now it's just a product of centuries upon centuries upon centuries of the Crusades and uh, Constantine and, you know, the, the result of um, the witch trials and all the things that were trying to lift up the feminine aspect of the self of our spirit and push them down from the patriarchy, right? Because control. But so how do we how do we move through that ourselves? I can I can get lost on rabbit trails frequently, so I apologize. <laughs> um, so for you, it's like don't feel bad. Don't feel bad that you are always intellectualizing things. Just understand that that is a product of the collective consciousness within that you find yourself within. Because we're all individual consciousnesses that are not separate from the collective. And our collective is imbalanced in a masculine way, in an intellectual way. Okay? So it's just a reminding. And how do we how do we reprogram our subconscious? We continue to feed conscious things into it over and over and over again that we want to stick. Yes. Yes. That's okay. mantra. Yes. Why is a mantra more powerful if it's one that has been used for by hundreds of thousands of people because of the collection because of the collective consciousness? It has more power because we have because it's been put into the collective subconscious by being repeated by so many individual consciousnesses for so many years, for so much time. So you've come to a Kundalini yoga class that I've had, and what's the mantra mm -hmm. that we say? Sat Nam, Sat Nam, right? What does that mean? Yeah. That means true identity. So what are we doing? We're informing our subconscious mind. We're reminding, we're putting into our subconscious mind who we really are over and over and over again, what we are under our conditioning. Our true identity is what we are under our conditioning. Why is that mantra powerful? 
it's powerful because the collective has used it for so long and that gives it power. Mm. Okay. And that's Gurmukhi. So that's, I just don't want to be a cultural appropriation disaster over here. And I want to give credit <laughs> where credit is due. That is, yeah. that is not a white person tradition. Yeah. That comes to us from India. It comes to us from the East. It is a gift from different culture than, than what we have here. Yeah. So, so, all right. I have a couple questions because I think there are, I want to talk about mantra. Mm -hmm. So I want you to give me some, I think I know some, but for everyone who's listening, I need us to understand what mantra is and what mantras we may be subscribing to. So can I can I throw out a couple and you tell me if maybe those are right or not? Yeah, do it. Okay. So um <laughs> <laughs> so a mantra that I believe um I grew up subscribing to is um if you don't work, you don't eat. Um you know, uh, uh, I can feel the pain in my body when you say it. That's the <laughs> subtle energy. I feel those things. I feel yeah. them in a way that makes me immediately tear up for the child that was you. <laughs> Another one I, I I I think about is um, what's another one? Uh, what what is it? I'm I'm like getting cloudy now the there's so many like um work hard play hard or uh i'll sleep when i'm dead or um you know just uh, there's a lot of i'm thinking from an entrepreneur standpoint there's so many hustle hustle mantras that we subscribe to and we say them in our family all the time you know um and i i I invite anybody who's listening to start thinking of stuff your uncle or your grandma or your parents used to say and that you all used to say around the house all the time or, you know, because I think these are mantras, right, that are practiced by the collective, which make them super powerful. So then when we speak them over ourselves, they take so much more faster effect in the way that we view ourselves and our journey and our process, which the, we then live our lives based off of. That's not necessarily true identity, right? That's just a intellectualized um, approach to a thought. Does that make sense? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, that is absolutely right. So, to, so that is the product of living in a capitalist society. So it's an imbalance again in the masculine the masculine is action it is doing it is effort it is right and the feminine is the yin it's the integration like it's the it's the receptive principle and they have for manifestate for us to manifest anything intentionally it has to be a balance between the yin and the yang. That's what yoga is. Yoga means union. It means a uniting of the masculine and the feminine. So all of the work, 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 
the equating of worth to output only is you've got this, I don't know if you can see my scales back there, but you've got this, these scales and they're like this. And you know what? Your body knows that that is unhealthy. Everyone's body, now that's at deep, different people have different thresholds, right? Right. before which they will break in some way. But it's not giving respect and a, and um, proper regard for the feminine principle of creation, which is receptive, which is yin, which is um, integration, right? So if we keep we can't integrate, we cannot properly integrate any of our experiences if we are constantly efforting, constantly masculine, constantly Mars, no Venus. And I'm not talking about men and women, I'm talking about masculine and feminine, which we all have within us, whether we are men or women or non-binary. And I really do believe that the future is non-binary. We're moving and why? Because that's balance, baby, right? Masculine, feminine, balance. And I don't mean that like, we're not gonna, no one is ever gonna be identified as male or female but just just, concept, right? Right. The people Um, understand themselves on a greater uh, level, that they're not so quick to put themselves in a box, but rather to understand that they specifically, their true identity is a certain thing or that they care or like or prefer or whatever a certain thing outside of whatever constructs that we have, whatever mantras about our identities that we've collected. Is that, right. is that what you're saying? Yes. And so the mantra, and that's the thing is that our tissues, so, you know, we are, our cells are constantly dying and being rebirthed. They say a human being in seven years is a completely new physical being every seven year cycle. The old cells die, the new cells are birthed and they are birthed out of what? Whatever's in our subconscious. What's in our subconscious? Those mantras. Wow. Oh, this is a lot. This is. But it's not overwhelming. That's the thing. So the yin is. It's okay. We're exactly okay. where we're meant to be. Okay. We are okay. here today for a reason and for a purpose. And everything that we've experienced until this point is exactly what it was meant to be in order for us to launch off from where we are now and transform. That's alchemy, right? Alchemy is taking the most painful and transforming it into the most beautiful, the most joyful. And that that kind of makes me think of some stuff that Samaj said in the interview um which for those of you who are interested in the interview it's number 46 so if you want to listen to the interview and then listen to this so this it would be number 46 and then this episode i believe is 79 so um unless we change the order at some point but 46 (laughs) and 79 um he said that words are so powerful and that's one of the things that 
he thinks people don't understand as much as they should that even the words that they use are mantras they speak over themselves um and so i've been doing this thing at night where i will listen to meditations affirmations and things like that i'll get up in the morning i'll do like a slight meditation i'll go work out come home do another meditation then start work and then start and stop every day with that that routine and when you said the word shame Mm -hmm. i completely felt so much power around it i felt like that's the main emotion that i have internalized throughout my life is shame for one thing or another shame for wanting something shame for not wanting something shame for agreeing with something shame for not agreeing with something everything was about shame because god was punitive and is punitive and so anything you say or do he's judging you for and even the he part of he's judging you for i feel like is another aspect because we you know i there's just so much to that um and when you say when you say that we are exactly where we're supposed to be based off of what's next for us i almost feel like i feel resistance towards it intellectually yes because i'm like oh that can't be right you know i have to absolutely be bad and that's why that that's the only way this makes sense is if i'm bad which is so weird <laughs> and i don't like it and i find myself not wanting to engage with certain people belief systems whatever because i feel like if i have to constantly be horrible and hate myself for being i don't understand how that can be god you know there's just some there's a disconnect that intuitively i feel and your intuition is not what at least for me in the environment that i was in your intuition is not where you were supposed to adhere to it was the rules of whatever belief system it was the rules of your environment it was the rules and the regulations of the community that you were come that you came up in um those were the deciding factors on who you got to be how you got to dress who you decided to be uh in relationship with how you expressed intimacy how you you know spend your money it was all mm-hmm. derived from this consciousness this collective um this collective you know i guess i guess it would be identity but it doesn't even feel like identity it feels like a collection of triggers you know from and as and as a black person you know you can you can trace this back years and years and years and years you know because there was safety that needed to be implemented and so there were certain things you did or didn't do based off of how safe or unsafe it made you or your family uh the the vulnerability that you tried desperately to avoid which now i feel like we're trapped you know sometimes in this this hard shell of not being reachable and um and i don't know if that's everybody i definitely don't speak for every black person by any means i'm just talking about for myself you can get really closed in 
to where you feel like there's literally no one for me to trust enough to talk about this because no one meets the criteria. Does that make sense? Totally. Um, we have to be careful. Oh, so can of worms, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we have to be careful when we trade our power for comfort for safety as you say right or for what the idea of safety um that is exoteric spirituality in a nutshell right So, and I'm not, you know, I really do know for certain that everyone's path is different. And I know for certain that comparison is the thief of joy. So I'm not putting down anyone else's path. But what I can say I also know for sure is that my power resides within me. And any time that I place power outside of myself in any way, I am not living in a way that is authentic for me. And not everybody is going to be ready to, I'm here as a guide and I know that. And I had to go through, almost swore on your podcast, stopped myself. (laughs) I had to go through so much pain and excavation and digging up in order to find where my power is. That's where, that's the lie, right? Finding your own power. That's where safety is. Mm. That's where comfort is. It's not out there. Right? Yeah. My way of getting there is not going to be right for everybody. That's why I have to wait for the invitation. Right. Okay, so I'm here as a guide, but I'm not going to say that, you know, if somebody else is still is, if something else works for someone else, awesome. Awesome. What I know to be true for myself, my power is here. And if, if, if that resonates with you and you want to learn that, let me, let me walk alongside you. You know, I'm happy to, it's, 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 it's more of a gift to me than it is for you, you know, but if it doesn't resonate with you, I wish you so well on your way, go your way, because the way that this world is going to work, the way that we're going to root out pain and suffering is to not judge other people's path. Mm. Even if intellectually it makes no sense to us. Right. You know, I, we all, if, if we had the population of the world and we were all in tune with our own inner authority and we all respected everyone else around us inner authority, it would be the order of chaos and it would all make sense and, and, and that would be perfection, right? We're a, little, we're a long way off from that. <laughs> so what can you and I do, Kibway? We can, who's in front of me right now? Right. Who's in front of me right, right. now? 
What do I need to let go of in this moment? What am I trying to control that is outside of myself and is not my business? Mm. You know? That's so huge. So how do people <laughs> go through this process with you? You you know, you have so much knowledge and, and understanding. How do people connect with you? How do they learn about what you do? Um, because for some folks who are who are listening to this or watching this, <laughs> they may be very, very um, intrigued. And if they're anything like me, they will feel a strong pull to know more about what you're speaking about. Um, it will have disrupted the soil that they are used to being in. Um, and so what's that like? So I'm working on putting structure to that right now. Um, okay you can what that looks like is inviting me to into a relationship where and it is a business right we are in a capitalist society so there will be an energetic exchange in the form of money absolutely um for various different reasons lots of different reasons for that um, but I will sit with you, invite me into your experience and we will talk like Samaj said, it starts with a conversation yeah. and then your invitation opens up my ability to read the subtle energy of your being and to read the subtle energy of your blocks and to see what maybe you are unable to see and to guide you through those blocks verbally in conversation, energetically. I um, use energetic practices with people and it depends on the person. What I do with different people is different depending on who is sitting in front of me because there's so many variables. And I am, because I have had the, because of the person that I am in exploring systems and in exploring them, not just intellectually, but practicing for so many years, I have lots of tools. Some of them are mantra, some of it's mantra, some of it is Kriyas, but a lot of, a lot of tools that come from the hermetic tradition, from the Kabbalistic tradition, some of it just, you know, new agey stuff, you know, and because really at its core, when you study all these traditions, they're all different ways to do the same thing. The words may right. be different, but they're different ways to do the same thing. So what we do is we figure out what is what is the thing that is ready to be released? What is the thing? And we start to work through the things that are ready to be released in different ways. And then we do energetic practices that are subconscious detox. And I'm gonna, that are subconscious detox and then subconscious reprogramming. Mm. So when I yeah. work with people, it's extremely individual and it's whatever they're comfortable with, the traditions that they're most comfortable with, I can find a way for them to work with that. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
Oh my goodness, Danielle. <laughs> you are heavy. <laughs> I am too heavy for a lot of people. <laughs> and I have learned that in my life. It is so great though. <laughs> it's so great. I absolutely love it. Um, so I have two more things and then I'm gonna let you go. Okay. One, we really do have to do a thought exercise. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, our thought exercises are a, a small um, routine mantra, perhaps something that you like to read or recite to yourself um, that helps you get through difficult times or challenging moments. Um, and so those that's our thought exercise, um, something that we can do right away, because after an episode like this, you know, you might take your headphones out just like, oh, wow. Um, ooh, I got to take a walk. You know? <laughs> um, so that's that's our thought exercise. And then I really want to hear about this new project that you're doing and how we as Empower You Podcast can support you um, and how I as a, a host producer as Kibway can support you as well. Okay. Do you want the thought exercise first? Um, let's do the thought exercise last. Okay. And uh, so the new project then okay. is really what I just described. So okay. I was I took on a job as a banker, <laughs> as you know, and mm -hmm. I did that for five months and. Um, part of my design. So one of the things that I'm studying is a system called human design. And part of my design is what's called martyr. And martyr is just a trial and error. So I have to try things and before I realize, oh yeah, that's, that's really was not the right thing. Um, and so I left that job, um, not because it was bad. I was actually good at it and um, I enjoyed my coworkers. However, it made me unable to show up for the things that are really important in my life in the way that I am meant to show up. So I left that. And so um, what I'm doing now is called um, DNA Empowerment. And that is what I just described to you. Basically working one-on-one -on -one with people to guide them through the deconditioning process the subconscious reprogramming process, and okay. then to empower their DNA, their own DNA. Um, and that will work the way I just described. We meet, we chat, we find out. I intuitively design programs for you. You know, different depending on who I'm talking to. DNA, right, we, we all wanna have all of our DNA lit up to its fullest. It also happens to be my initials. Oh, really? So Danielle Nicole Anderson. So it <laughs> felt like a, a cool yeah. little thing. So anyway, I'm working on Absolutely. that. So um, trusting the process that I will be able to support myself and my family doing the work that I really do believe I'm designed to do. So, you know, that's it. That is amazing um you really do have to let me know when you're ready for this rollout or what link number something that people can get a contact with you because it's really amazing uh, 
what you're doing and what you take the time to do because the idea that you can become something totally different than you ever thought of yourself as um, is really important. It really, really is because many of us grew up, just like you said, under a lot of heavy conditioning and it doesn't make for a happy person. Even if you're coping very well, even if you've been handsomely rewarded for being uh, good at being conditioned, it's, it's just not as real as your true identity. And so um, I love the fact that you're doing this. I think it's amazing. Are you starting a podcast for this? I don't know. I know you've mentioned that to me before. I will. You should. I would love to have a conversation with you about it. How about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love that. I would um, love that. And people can find me on Instagram. So if, okay. if someone is interested in chatting or has questions, uh, DNA Empowerment on Instagram, I'm there. I love this. Okay. okay. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, you guys, make sure you go follow Danielle on DNA Empowerment, okay? Um, and tell her hello, tell her thank you. Um, and so for our thought exercise, yes, what you got for us? I am going to grab, I actually have a poem. So I'm going to have everybody close their eyes briefly. Go within. I'm going to lead through a little bit of breath work and then I'm going to read a poem that um, my friend Courtney of the Poem Market wrote to me, wrote for me years ago when I began the process of putting to death my own ego. And it has stayed on my little altar space for these last few years and it's been an anchor for me. So I, I, I would like to read that after everyone gets, goes through a little bit of an exercise on what it means to get out of our heads and into our bodies. So if we want to bring the eyes closed, and we start to feel the weight of our bodies pulling downward, and we feel our sit bones firmly planted on the chair or whatever we're planted on. And we lift our chest and we pull our shoulder blades back. And we become aware of the breath as it flows naturally in and out of the nose. Just noticing it, not changing it. And if the mind wanders, we just bring it back to the breath. And then we bring our awareness with our eyes closed to the inside of the right pointer finger. And we feel the right pointer finger from the inside, noticing how it feels from the inside. It might be tingly and it might be a bit of a challenge to even do this and if it is that's okay and then we're gonna shift and we're gonna feel our left pointer finger from the inside 
we're gonna put our awareness in our left pointer finger. Now, we're gonna put our awareness in our bellies. And we feel what our bellies feel like from the inside. And while our awareness is in our bellies, we read and we hear. Sit in the bone and body of the temple of your being on this side of going. Sit on the breath that lives there within you. Through each and every blade of grass, softening in the light of dirt and deep earth. This is the space, the only space worth pouring your entire self into. Let the rest shed the wallowing worry, the names we try to fit into, the paint we wish to color our reality with. Shed it each like dead skin for the peace that lives most alive is you, is breath, is the head and crown of God. That's amazing. So whenever you feel like you're too, too, like, like you can't, like it's so hard. We say, oh, let's stop the thought, stop the thought. You can't just stop the thought, but what can you do? Ooh, you can put yourself inside your finger. Can you? Yeah. You can put yourself yeah. inside your belly. And then the awareness shifts from here down to here. Yeah. And it's almost like you grow roots into the earth. So. Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> that is just. I'm speechless. Aww. Thank you so much for being here with us and giving us this incredible guest reflection. Um, I would love, love, love to connect with you uh, about anything that you're doing, especially these specialized plans. I think all of that is really, really cool. Um, and it's all been very useful to me. For any of those who are listening, um, who, who are somewhat apprehensive because this sounds very different i promise it doesn't hurt and <laughs> if you continue to allow yourself the, the 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 privilege of being you without all of the constraints and restrictions um you'll probably start to like yourself a lot better or at very least see yourself a lot more differently and there's a lot of authority and power that comes with that so don't be nervous go ahead and and like uh dna empowered and on instagram um, reach out to danielle reach out to myself if you want to reach danielle and you cannot for some reason um thank you so much for being here 
I've had an amazing time. I hope everyone who's listening has had an amazing time. Danielle, you have been so incredibly valuable and I just, I can't tell you enough. I cannot explain to you what the opportunity means to me to be here and talk to you. So, so much. Absolutely. Uh, It's it's life-giving to me. So thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We're going to talk soon about getting your podcast put together. (laughs) Sounds great. It's it's, it's time. (laughs) All right. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much to all of you all who are listening. Don't forget to like, rate, review, share this with somebody who you believe will truly be impacted. Um, And we will see you guys a little bit later. Peace. Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this episode because we would love to hear your takeaways from this discussion. And it helps us reach more listeners just like you. If you'd like daily audio video clips from the podcast, you can find Empower You Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.